0: yo what is going on everyone what is cooking this is scriptwriter steve and you reach my podcast barbecue to movies well today is april 22nd 2022 and oh my god it's 3 36 a.m in the morning you're probably wondering what the hell am i doing up this late and i only had three hours of sleep three hours <laughs> okay i'll tell you what i'm up doing right now okay so my if you must know that I'm pretty tired right now, so I'm kind of stumbling over my own words. Um, usually, I stumble over my own words uh, because I do all my podcasts around 2 a.m., but uh, 3.36 a.m., that's uh, pushing it for me. Well, I am slow-cooking some pork butts on my offset smoker. Yep. Uh, you know, I decided that I want to cook some uh, poo pork for my contractors who are working on my, on my house. They've been doing a really, really good job. And um, so I'm cooking it. Started to cook at around 12 a.m. today. And uh, I'm going to be up till around 8 a.m. Then I'm going to be cook- throwing these in the smoker. And uh, if you're curious, I'm actually cooking this um, at 275. And I'll be cooking it for maybe about 8 to 10 hours, maybe 12 hours. And um, just to let you know, if you're wondering, uh, meat cooks faster in a backyard smoker than it does in a commercial smoker because it has much higher convection. And if you're also wondering... I'm using kiawe wood throughout the entire cook. So what is kiawe? Well, it's a mesquite. It's Hawaii's version of mesquite. And, um, you know, the tree, it looks, it doesn't look like a regular mesquite tree. Um, Kiave looks as though it could be probably in a Harry Potter novel. It looks very, very scary. The, the trunk's all twisted all over like a pretzel. And um, when you cook it, you still get that strong, I guess, distinctive mesquite smell that you smell all the time. Uh, But you don't get that gasoline flavor. So, you know, if you smoke with mesquite, which I strongly urge you not to, I really discourage you to to smoke with mesquite, discourage you to smoke, to not smoke with, with, hold on, let me try to rephrase that. I discourage you to not smoke with mesquite. I'm sorry, it's 3.38 a.m. in the morning, (laughs) okay? (laughs) All right, because if you do, your brisket, your pulled pork, it will taste like gasoline. Now, mesquite's usually good for grilling. Now, keyave is related to the mesquite tree, but it's not exactly mesquite. It tastes a lot more sweet. And um, so that sweetness, it's strong, and it goes right through the meat. And if you ever have the opportunity to come to Hawaii, you know, look me up. Maybe I'll cook you some barbecue. In fact, if you're coming down to Hawaii within the next year or two, I'll have my own barbecue truck. And you, ta- and you can taste kiavi smoked brisket, ribs, poo pork for yourself, and you'll, and you'll just wish you just had kiavi wood there up there in the mainland. And uh, if you're also wondering what I season it with, well, that's a little secret. Um, But again, it's the smoke that makes the pork butt great. It's really, really all the smoke. So um, I'm going to be smoking this to around, I think the internal um, temperature hits around 165. I don't really probe it um, actively when I uh, smoke. Um, I did when I first started, but right now I'm just going to be looking for um, to make sure the fat is rendered and then uh, make sure it has a nice bark on there. And then I'll just wrap it in foil. That's called a, a the, the Texas crutch. And then I'll cook it to around 203 degrees. And then I will pull it by hand. That's my secret. That's one other, another one of my, I guess it's not my secret anymore because I just told you it. But um, that's one of the things I do with pulled pork is that I pull it by hand. You know, it's called pulled pork for a reason, right? Because you actually pull it. And I pull it like string cheese. I don't take it, you know, I don't shred it with those claws. I don't shred it with forks. I don't chop it. I pull it by hand into juicy strings of pork. So, talking about some juicy topics right now, um, did you hear that they caught the killer of Ursula Gell? Yep, they caught him. They caught the handyman, and apparently he confessed to, his, to killing her. He confessed twice, by the way, and apparently he did it very casually. Uh, and um, he didn't try to run from the cops. It was very easy to capture him. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get into all these details because it doesn't really quite sit well with me. It really doesn't. It's too easy. Uh, It really, really doesn't. But the facts are the facts, right? So I'm going to talk about this. When I get back from the break, here's the commercials. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So... If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out.com. Okay, everyone, let's get into this murder case of Ursula Gal. I mean, should we really consider it closed? I mean, should we believe that her killer, her killer is only this dude, David Bonola. That's how you say his name, David Bonola. So, uh, in a confession, um, you know, David Bonola said that Ursula willingly let him into the home, okay, Saturday night. I guess, uh, you know, that's his word. Maybe he forced his way in. We don't really know. That's what he said, right? And, uh, he was asked to leave twice. And then when he refused, he got pissed and he stabbed her 50 times. Now, we were told that he stabbed her 60 times in the neck. Um, the cops are saying there are 50 stab wounds, some to the neck. So, uh, you know, again, what I was saying earlier, you know, 60 times to, you know, just to the neck, that's a lot. But apparently he did stab her 50 times, you know, 50 or 58 times or something. And they're all over her entire, entire body, her hands, her her arms, her neck. Um, if you really think about it, she bled to death. And that's just a horrible way to go. I mean, at one point or another, she knows, you know, she's going to die. She's bleeding to death. It's a very slow death. And she had a lot of time to fight back. And she fought back pretty hard. You know, you know, um, she fought back you know, basically to the point where, you know, David Bonola, his hands were severely wounded. Um, he actually tried to go to the hospital and the hospital said that, you know, we can't really do anything for you because your hands are pretty much jacked up. So he just wrapped his hand in a bandage and just went walking home. Um, now, Bonola, uh, he dragged her body uh, from her house to the park in her son's hockey bag uh, primarily because he did not want her body to be found by the family. so I'm not sure why he did that for was he trying to save the family from you know looking at a dead body or was he trying to like cover up you know what his, his, his crime? Um, here's a really strange thing. he left his boots um, at the crime scene and his jacket. so at the crime scene where he murdered Ursula, he left his boots there and then uh, where he left Ursula's body. He left his jacket there. I mean, this guy is such an idiot, right? It's almost comedic. Um, now, today, or yesterday, uh, Bonola, he was, bought, he was brought in front of the judge, and he had a Spanish interpreter there. Now, for what reasons, I don't know. I, I really don't know because, you know, Ursula, I mean, I think she, if she's having an affair for two years, I'm sure she doesn't speak Spanish, Right, so I'm sure he speaks English. So why was there a need for a Spanish interpreter? I mean, that's that's what I'm wondering. Maybe they just want to make sure he's aware of his rights, or or aware that he is, you know, entitled to a lawyer. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to confess. You know, anything he says will be used against him in a court of law. But apparently, this guy just spilled the beans. Um, He faces 25 years to life if convicted. He was charged with second-degree murder, first-degree evidence tampering because I guess he moved the body, fourth-degree weapon possession. I'm not sure what that is. Um, You know, she was killed with what looks like a kitchen knife with a six-inch long blade. And that's that's just a horrible way to go. I'm I'm just trying to think about it right now. You know, when I cook... um, when I cook, I, because I was trained in martial arts, I'm very careful with the knives. My knives are extraordinarily sharp. Uh, I'm not sure how sharp she keeps her knives, but if I just touch my skin, it'll break uh, with it. Um, so, I mean, I, I could just not imagine getting stabbed with a kitchen knife. That's just... Ugh, uh, I am completely paranoid with it when it comes to kitchen knives because they're so sharp. All right. So he confessed to having an on-and-off relationship. And at the time of her murder, um, they were actually off, so they weren't on. Um, Now, what do we know about David Bonola? Um, Now, everything... I guess I could gather, uh, it's kind of premature right now because uh, we don't really know much and the media is just, well, everything I know here is from what the media basically leaked or, the, or what the police told the media in a press conference. So he's 44 years old. So she's 51, he's 44. Um, his hair, he has a very distinctive look. Um, his hair, is very curly cute, you know. It he looks kind of like um that Troy Palomalu guy who the guy who played for the, the safety who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, or um Slash from Guns N' Roses. Uh I'm not sure if you young kids know who Slash is, but you know, Guns N' Roses, you know, a very famous guitarist anyway. And he is from Guatemala. Now, here's really interesting here. Um uh Ursula she posted in her Facebook page that she loves everything Guatemalan, and then you know, this guy, he liked he liked it and he wrote something in Spanish. And uh and she liked that too. So there's some like you know, there's some romance going on there. Um now he he came to America twenty years ago through Mexico, not Guatemala. And the question is, did he come here illegally? All all signs, all evidence points toward yes. And here's the really interesting thing. The media, they asked it, they asked the police um if he was uh I mean, I guess if, what was, what was his immigration status? And they said no comment. Now, if he was actually, uh, I guess a citizen, it would be pretty easy to say, hey, you know what? He is actually a citizen. It looks as though he wasn't because, you know, people who come here, To America. If you're going to immigrate from Guatemala, you will come here via Guatemala. You don't go through Mexico to get to America. That's how you usually come here illegally. So we can kind of assume this guy is an illegal immigrant. Um, Now, I know a lot of you people out there, um, I think. uh, I think maybe about one quarter of you are you know aspiring writers. Uh, you, you've you've uh, subscribed to my podcast because you want to learn about screenwriting and storytelling. And on this podcast, we talk a lot about personality personality types and I utilize the Enneagram to actually, you know, uh, I guess get to the, I, I guess to get to the base fears of all these people who we write about. And even when it comes to regular people, like even myself or Donald Trump or any, everyone out there, um, we all have a, a base fear that, technically controls us. And um, it really depends on how, it really controls how we react when we're conflicted. Now, we don't know exactly, we don't have enough to actually, you know, classify David Bonola anywhere on any of the nine types on the Enneagram. So it's really, really impossible to say. We don't know his background right now. We don't even know how he talks. We don't even know how he walks. Um, All of those things actually matters when you try to um, discuss um, what. I guess, what a person's uh, personality type is on the Enneagram. Yes, even the way they walk, because certain personalities walk certain ways, right? Like, for example, like an like a intellect will have a hard time making eye contact with you and will a lot of times walk with their head down um, they're, they're because they're just very much introverted, right? But if they're observing from afar, they will stare at someone really, really from afar. And But when you get close to them, They'll look down at their feet. Uh, that's, that's one of the clues, right? So there's all these different clues that we have to know about David Bonola, and then we can kind of make an assumption if we were to write, you know, a story about him, and, or if, and, or if you just want to learn more, I guess, we'll learn more about him to understand him more. Um, but... I already, I was watching CNN earlier last, or yesterday, not earlier yesterday, it's too late right now, people, but I was watching them yesterday, and they had some psychologists on, and guess what they said, Um, that David Bonola is uh, some type of narcissist, a psychopath, and a sociopath, and guess what, everyone, that's what they say about everyone they don't like, All right. So if you voted for Trump, you're a psychopath, a sociopath, and a narcissist, you know? Donald Trump was a narcissist, a psychopath, and a sociopath. It's just irritating. It's like, it's as though psychologists only know three types of personality disorders, by the way. Those are disorders, not not personality types. By the way, if you're wondering, psychologists, they really just define you by your disorders. They really don't define you by your actual type of personality, the base fear. That controls what you do when you're conflicted, but anyway, as time goes on, you know we're going to learn more about David bonola, and um at that time, maybe I'll make an accurate assessment um I have a feeling by the time we get to know who David Bonola is. Uh, this case will be something of the past, and you'll you'll want nothing to know about this guy uh, but the truth is, every type of personality type out there. Every single one can kill, right? Every single personality type, when they're not healthy, when they're triggered, when they're really in in, in their their best state, they can all kill, but they will all kill for different reasons. Now, I may get into trouble for this. You may hate me for this. You may unfollow me for this. Um, But, you know, the more I think about this entire murder case, and I'm just speaking very candidly here, please don't hate me for it. the murder of Orsula Gal, you know as told the story told by the media and police um and that's where we get all that's where I get all my news right uh it really reads kind of like a tragic comedy, you know because there's so many elements of this story that seem unbelievably stupid on all areas on all like every single character like say for example, if I wrote a script, every single character in here just acted so idiotic i mean it was almost like a parade of idiots just involved with the storyline and it's and, and i think i told this to you in my last um i guess my last podcast is i mean really I, there, there's no no one was cunning here no one had a different agenda everyone just acted so idiotically is that even a word <laughs> did, I, did i just make up a word <laughs> but idiotically that's, that's that's made up word You know, that would not work in Scrabble. Anyway, everyone is just such an idiot that that it, it just didn't make sense to me. But apparently, if this is true, unfortunately, this is a tragic comedy. Because if I wrote this story and say, for example, Ursula didn't die and, you know, none of this happened, you would probably think it's some type of, you know, Tarantino work. Or something like that, because um that's what it is. So why don't I just start off on my on my bullet points? I'm just gonna read through you here, just recap what happened here. So the marriage between Ursula Gal and Howard Klein, their name, they don't uh, Ursula Gal does not have Howard Klein's last name, so that's that's kind of strange to begin with, right? And she's not a professional, um, she's an immigrant, so usually and uh, I have experience with this when we do marriages here in uh, for Dream Wedding. So usually, when you have an immigrant wife, um, she's going to take the name of the husband because it makes immigration a lot easier, especially when they're doing the interview process. In fact, we have had we have not had one immigrant bride not take the name of the groom. So why did Orsula Gal, um, and I think she's from Russia or somewhere around there, uh, why did she not take her husband's last name? That's kind of interesting, right? Now, the media leaked out to us that, you know, that they had a perfect marriage, a perfect family relationship. According to the neighbor, they were perfect. You know, the, the picture postcard type of, you know, family. But apparently, this picture perfect, you know, postcard family, you know, featured Ursula Gao cheating on her husband with the handyman for two years, And I want to know if Howard Klein cheated too and if they had an open relationship. Were they like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, right? Now, Howard Klein, this is really interesting now. So Howard Klein, he tells the investigators that he thinks his family's life was in danger before he left Oregon because of the handyman, right? And he didn't change the locks. Um, He didn't change where he hid the spare keys and the handyman knew where the spare keys were. And he just installed a security system because he was scared of David Bonola, but he didn't turn it on. Does that make any sense to you? I mean, this is dumb, right? This Howard client, I mean, if he had nothing to do with it, this guy's the dumbest husband in the world. And on top of that, he says, you know, I think this guy is kind of dangerous and um, I'm just going to go with my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take the entire family to Oregon. I'm just going to leave my wife. And leave my other thirteen year old son there alone. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go leave. But even though this David Bonola guy, he's pretty dangerous. In fact, you know we know that he may do something just really recent. That's why we got the camera system, which we won't turn on, and that's why we won't, you know, just take away the spare keys or change the locks. And that that seems so stupid. All right, it, it's so dumb. So now other thing. Here's another thing. Another another thing. Ursula thought that David Bonola was actually dangerous. She left a note on the fridge before she met with David Bonola saying, get a new handyman, right? And it was because of that note, um, the the, um, the the cops kind of jumped to the conclusion and saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe we should check out who this handyman is. So, but here's, here's the really strange thing. She let him in the house. She thought David Bonola was dangerous and she let him in the house. <sighs> Another stupid move. I mean is one stupid move after another, right so okay, so David Bonola, so he's incredibly stupid so he kills Ursula on the first floor, then drags her to the basement, stuffs her body in a hockey bag, leaves his shoes in the house, drags her her body four blocks away, then leaves his jacket next to the body at the scene of the crime. Has this guy watched any episode of CSI? I mean it seems like he's setting himself up for failure, right? And then the police the police are stupid too because they have a strong suspicion who the handyman is. But they don't issue out any beyond the lookout alert, none whatsoever. There's nowhere there's no sketch of him, nowhere uh, nothing whatsoever you you issued out to the public like how they did when um, I guess there was the New York uh, the New York City uh subway was shot up, right? They they said we look look for this guy. This guy is wanted, you know, be on the lookout for this guy. There was nothing for this guy and they knew exactly how he looked like because the husband said, it could be the handyman. I know exactly who that, who that handyman is. And if you look at him, it's very easy to ID him. This guy's easy to ID because he looks like Slash. He looks like Troy Palumalu. There's not many people who look like Slash. Not one sketch was out there. Not one. And because no one knew how David Bonola looked, he just casually walked around New York City. He was walking around. <laughs> And of course, the police couldn't say that he was an illegal immigrant or a Latino man because the NYPD is now woke. How do you like that, people? It's (laughs) all in the name of wokeness, right? Now, here's the sad thing, right? Now, all of this is all sad. But again, it reads like a really poor script. Now, unfortunately, Ursula Gal is yet another victim who was murdered by yet. Another illegal immigrant. There's a lot of them out there, right? Um, But did you hear the mainstream media saying this? Nope, not at all. Just me. I'm the only one saying that a, a guy, an insignificant guy who owns a small wedding company in Hawaii that has a small podcast. You know, again, like I say, you write the story that I just told you. Every single character in here is absurdly stupid. And there's no way in hell... You know, you you could ever write a script like this without laughing. Again, th- because it's true, it's a tragedy, but it's stupid on all or in all areas. Even the police are stupid. Even the media is stupid. Okay, so this will be my you know this will be my last podcast, by the way, about Ursula's murder, unless something new develops. Um, you know, I'm I'm still wondering, by the way, um, you know, if this guy's going to get out on bail. You no, know, I'm serious about that because, you know, there was a kid who shot up a mall just like this week earlier this week. And I think he left, you know, 14 people injured, but he got out on bail and he's back to work with an ankle monitor. Can you believe that? This is this is the liberal America that we live in right now. Right. I don't understand that. So um, before I go. I gotta end this podcast, people, because I'm getting so tired. <laughs> it's like a, uh, but uh, thank you so much to everyone who has followed my podcast because of this tragic event. Um, it's not the way I really wanted to like get a lot of listeners, but I have gone viral, you know, for all the wrong reasons. But it is what it is. I can't change the past. Um, you know, I will be, you know, creating new content. You know, I love talking about anything on this on this podcast. You can reach me on my website at scriptwritersteve.com. You know, on that website, uh it teaches screenwriting, it teaches, you know, personality type stuff, you know, um on top of that, I review a lot of movies uh in depth through a screenwriter's point of view. So, if you're wondering if a movie is really really good or if you should see it, you know, Hop onto my website, scriptwritersteve.com. That's script with a T, -T, C-R-I-P-T, writersteve.com, scriptwritersteve.com. And my email's on there, so you can send me a note. Until next time, people, I am out of here. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ 2 Movies. That's BBQ T O Movies. Yeah, the T O is not the number 2 by the way. It is T O like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.